O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. Stand up for your country. Got a lot to tell you about, including we have the attorney for Donald Trump, who is uh, spearheading the lawsuit against the social media companies. Uh, that's a No Spin News exclusive. And I think you'll enjoy the conversation that's upcoming. Uh, first, we'll take a look at President Biden's schedule, as we always do. Uh, he's going to Allentown, Pennsylvania, give a little speech about good-paying jobs. And you, you may have noticed that he doesn't go um, too far away from Delaware. So you could ride your bike from Delaware to Allentown. <laughs> he goes to Philly once in a while. He may go to western Pennsylvania, but he stays, stays kind of close to home because he can pop from D.C. to Allentown and then back to Wilmington and then back to D.C. So it's, it stays in a little zone. And um, the American people, are they going to get anything out of the speech about good paying jobs? I don't think so, but that's what presidents do. So um, Mr. Biden actually did a good thing. Um, and I've been critical of him, as you know. Uh, my challenge to you, the viewers, millions of you all over the world, is to say if I've been unfair to President Biden in any way, Please let me know. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine on that. So the president said that uh, he's going to speed up asylum approval and deportation. So this is an order. All right. And under that order is a 21 point plan. Not going to bore you with that. The headline is that asylum seekers, uh, foreign nationals, um, will now present their case to a border patrol guy or an immigration guy, federal immigration agent, not a judge. And the agent can say on a spot, yes or no, we'll consider it or we won't. And if he says no or she says no, goes back to Mexico. Now, is that going to work? Probably not. ACLU will file a court challenge. I can guarantee it um, because the law says that federal immigration judges have to make the decision, not federal workers. So Biden is doing this because the border is horrendous. Everybody knows it. He's got no policy down there. It's his fault. So he put this uh, order in. But it's a good order because you're never going to hear all those asylum cases. You have five, six years. In the meantime, the uh, foreign national is in the USA and partakes of all our benefits here. Is that fair to anybody? No. So, uh, but for every good thing that the president does, a bad thing. <laughs> this is unbelievable. So the acting director of the executive office for immigration review. I mean, they, I, I can't even keep track of all of these offices. Um, her name is Jean King. And she has directed all 539 immigration judges to stop using the term illegal aliens. Now, of course, that's unconstitutional. <laughs> federal government can't tell a judge, a federal judge, what to say or what not to say. The judge wants to say illegal aliens. It's absolutely an accurate uh, depiction or definition of a foreign national who comes here uh, in disregard of the law. But the Biden administration said you can't say it. So if I'm a judge, I'm going to say it like 18 times instead of one. Oh, that's virtue signaling. Yes, indeed. Okay, so uh, we don't do a lot of foreign news here, but this one pertains directly to President Biden. 
and you'll hear this nowhere else in any other news agency but here. So Afghanistan, 20 years of blood and treasure that America invested in that country to try to keep it free from the Taliban. Okay, so Donald Trump, President Trump wanted out of there. And in February 2020, they signed a treaty, an agreement called Bringing Peace to Afghanistan. And it was essentially a ceasefire between coalition forces, American forces, government of uh, Afghanistan and the Taliban. And it held until the inauguration of Joe Biden. The day he was inaugurated, Mr. Biden, the Taliban started attacking. And since then, the U.N. reports on Monday, this Monday, that almost 1,700 civilians have been killed and 3,500 civilians wounded. That's up 50 percent over this time last year. And that is, doesn't even count the Afghan army and military people who have been killed and wounded. Okay, so the Taliban, and, and if you extrapolate what's happened, knew that President Trump would hurt them and perhaps scrap the agreement bringing peace to Afghanistan if they attack. But they don't believe Joe Biden will do that. And so they attack and they control about a third of the country, soon to be two thirds. Why? Because the Taliban will kill not only the opposing forces, but their families. They're like the cartels in Mexico. So if you're an Afghan policeman trying to stop the Taliban surge, you're going to get killed and so is your whole family. That's how they operate. So how many Afghan policemen you think are going to fight the Taliban? Now, the military a little bit different, uh, but you'll always see the military masked. So the Afghans who are on the side of the government, supported by the USA, know this is not going to hold. And it's because of the vicious tactics on the part of the Taliban. North Vietnamese did the same thing. And it worked. The South Vietnamese said, nah, it's not worth it. That's what's going to happen in Afghanistan. Now, Biden did authorize bombing last week. But as I said, he should have kept a thousand U.S. military in uh, Afghanistan at Bagram Air Force Base. Remember, I've been there. I know this situation. All right. Should have left a thousand basically to do airstrikes and maintain the air power. See, Afghans can't do that. It's the only hope that the Afghan army or police force has of defeating the Taliban, air power. But it's not going to happen under Biden. So you'll see in the next six months or so, Afghanistan go back to the Taliban. That means uh, Al-Qaeda moves in. Al-Qaeda is still around. And you're talking to a guy who just completed a book called Killing the Killers, The Secret War on Terrorism. I know all about this. And we're back where we were in 2001. Unbelievable. All right, let's get to the Capitol hearings. I told you yesterday that I'm not going to cover them the way that the network news and the Capitol and the uh, cable news is covering it because I can't vet the people who are testifying. But this is working out exactly the way Nancy Pelosi planned it. So the Democrat-run committee, and remember, uh, there are seven House Democrats on the committee, 
two Republicans, both of whom hate Donald Trump, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. So this is in motion to say that Donald Trump caused the Capitol riot. That's what this is. And everybody should know that. That's where you start. That's the baseline. Okay. And then the subtext is the Republican Party is also responsible because much of it backs Donald Trump. That's what the conclusion is going to be. It's a foregone conclusion. But the testimony is from selected people whom the committee picks. So it's not like they're trying to get a balance on the Capitol police officers. They're trying to get the police officers who hate Republicans and Donald Trump. And it's not hard to do that. So I'm going to run in two sound bites just to prove what I'm telling you is true. Go. Um, and as black officers, I believe we fought a different battle also. And um, the fact that we had our, our race attacked and just because of the way we look, you know. To answer your question, frankly, I guess it is America. It shouldn't be. But I guess that's the way that things are. It was for a prolonged in desperate struggle, the rioters attempted to breach the Capitol were shouting, Trump, send us. Pick the right side. We want Trump. All of them were telling us, Trump, send us. Okay, so you get it? You see? Now, I would never disparage those officers. That would be unfair. I was not there. Is it possible that uh, the N-word was used and that uh, people said Trump sent us? Certainly. Absolutely possible. Probable that it happened. But this is a political committee. It is not a committee to find out anything. It is a foregone conclusion. Nancy Pelosi, and you can mark my words, we have them on tape, will announce next year in the run-up to the midterms that Donald Trump caused the insurrection and that the Republican Party enabled him to do it. You don't even have to have the hearings. That's what is going to be done. Now, when you watch the coverage on cable and network TV, they will never tell you that. They will never put that in perspective. And unfortunately, some cable conservative pundits are attacking the police officers. No. That is wrong. Okay. So if Donald Trump had access to Twitter and Facebook and other social media, he could in kind, all right, real time, in kind, reply to what you just heard. And that would be fair, correct? Because he's the guy that's being attacked. Donald Trump is being the man who is being attacked by Nancy Pelosi's committee. So if he had Twitter, Facebook, the others, he could go bing, 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 bing. This is bum, bum, bum. He could defend himself immediately. But he can't because, as you all know, he has been banned from social media. And he was the day after the Capitol riot. They took him off for two years. So Donald Trump has filed a lawsuit against the social media companies, as you also know. Now, three weeks ago, today, I interviewed Mr. Trump in New Jersey 
and I asked him about the lawsuit. Go. So the uh, lawsuit against the social media companies is unprecedented, number one, and could be a game changer for the country, number two. Are your lawyers prepared, though, for the war? Because it will be a war. You know that. Are they prepared for it? Everything's a war. With me, life is a war. And yeah, we're prepared. And somebody had to do it. Uh, I made a big speech in Florida the other day. We had 48,000 people. And the people are screaming, when are you going to sue social media big tech? Everybody's wanted me to do this. Uh, they're bad. They're bad people, and they're doing bad things, and they're really hurting our nation. There may be in the process of destroying our nation. We're not going to let that happen. All right. Joining us now uh, from Washington, D.C., is the lead lawyer for President Trump, John Cole. Uh, he also was involved with the 1990s tobacco lawsuits when the principal the negotiators and uh, the tobacco industry settled for $386 billion because they did so much harm uh, with their product. Uh, in full disclosure, John Cole is married to Greta Van Susteren, who is a friend of mine. All right, Mr. Cole, um, bring us up to date on where we are in this lawsuit. Is stuff going to happen soon? So last night we filed an amended complaint that added Naomi Wolf and uh, Wayne Allen Root. Uh, we also added a lot of uh, small businesses, doctors, lots of, since the thing, the lawsuit became public, a lot of people have been calling in, uh, been actually coming to uh, take on BigTech.com. And we have, I think, somewhere around the neighborhood of 60,000 people have uh, asked to come on uh, on board with this. And we're going wow. through them. We're vetting them. And uh, that's just, it's been, what, two or three weeks. Uh, I'm sure it'll keep going up. Okay. So this is a class action lawsuit. Other Americans, some of them famous, some of them not. I've been banned by social media. They're joining your lawsuit uh, in pursuit of damages to the social media companies. And I would assume uh, a judgment that they have to stop this censorship. Is that the end game? Yes, that's that's one of the possibilities. Uh, we're going to take this thing. It'll be it'll be decided eventually in the Supreme Court because it is an important issue. We have to bring uh, the law up to the 21st century. Uh, all the laws, uh, most of the cases dealt with things way before you had these tech companies. And the tech companies are abusing their power, and we have to bring them into court to get that rectified. Okay. Now, the tech companies have their own lawyers. Is probably what? Uh, a couple of dozen of them that you're up against? And they'll all try to delay this as long as possible, right? They want to run out the clock on the two years that Mr. Trump is banned, I would assume. Yes, well, we're putting in a motion for a preliminary injunction to get rid of that. And if we win that, that would probably go up to the Supreme Court also, which will decide the constitutionality of what they're doing. If they decide in our favor, then uh, President Trump and all these people would be let back on the uh, social media platforms. All right. And you anticipate the Supreme Court hearing that this fall? No. I'd say probably next spring. Next spring. Who's paying that, that for, would be for the That would be for the preliminary injunction. Okay. Who's paying your services and uh, the uh, side that's going after social media? Who's paying the bills? Uh, we have donors. We have a lot of donors that are paying uh, 
uh, expenses. Uh, a lot of us are doing it on a contingency, uh, like a regular class action suit. That's the way it usually works. We usually don't have donors, but we have lots of donors now. Okay. Now, uh, the national media, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because you're, you do this every day. National media has pretty much blacked this out. I don't hear a lot, even on Fox News or Newsmax, uh, the conservative stations, about the lawsuit or where it is or how it's going or what the tactics are. I don't hear much. Am I missing it? No, I don't think so. I think that, first of all, lawsuits go, are slow. But anyway, we, all, we did file the amended complaint. We are going to be filing the motion, and uh, hopefully there's news when they're decided. Um, a lot of the pundits came out within, what, three or four hours of the suit and said it was no good. I guess they're much smarter than me and my team because, uh, you know, we worked on it for months. They looked at it for 10, 12 minutes. Now, you're not an ideologue. I've known you for many years. I never thought you were um, any kind of political guy like Rudy Giuliani was when he uh, represented Donald Trump in the election fracas. Um, is that accurate or do you lean right? Well, this is a First Amendment case. And I'm, you know, in a, a good world, the ACLU be next to me. So, uh, but it's not a good world. And uh, the right of center people are being taken down. The left of center people are not. So I think it's unjust. I think that it's a case that really has to solve this problem we have where you have these massive companies with hundreds of millions of people and they're being fed one side, not the other. And, you know, the thing is, is two, five years, 10 years from now, they may be after the liberals. Who knows? But that's that's the problem we have. All right. Now, you if this proceeds, you'll get to depose uh, Zuckerberg and Dorsey and all of these guys. They're not going to want to be deposed. Because if they don't tell the truth, that's a federal crime, correct? Yeah, but we'll, we'll let the judge decide that, but I'm sure they will be deposed. And Donald Trump, as I said to him, will be deposed. And that's not going to be easy for the former president, is it? Well, he's done a lot of depositions in his life, so I think uh, he'll be just fine. Okay. The odds of you winning this, um, you know, I'm asking you a question that's purely a guess and subjective. But there are lawsuits that, you know, um, the odds are in your favor. Would you say that the odds are in your favor here? Absolutely. I think they are. There's a, there's a stream of Supreme Court cases that uh, support us. I think that what the uh, tech companies are doing is, is wrong. And uh, I think we will win. Put a number on it. 70% chance, 60% chance. Let's go with 75%. Wow. So you're very optimistic. Final question for you. A lawsuit like this, with all of your associates helping you, with all the logistics that you have to do, all the motions you have to file, all of that, what's the cost of that? In the end, say you prevail, and they'll, as you said, it'll go up to Supreme Court. Say you prevail in this. How much will that cost to win and defeat the tech companies approximately i think approximately the expenses will be in the low millions three four million dollars i thought it would be higher than that because they're going to try to obstruct everything you do 
Everything you do, they're going to file a counter motion. You know how it goes. Well, we're on a class action. You're working on a contingency, so we're not getting paid. The expenses are depositions. Some lawyers, some professors, that those types are being paid. But uh, I see it three, four, five million dollars. And then if uh, you're awarded punitive damages against a social media company, that could go into the hundreds of millions of dollars on your side, couldn't it? Yes, and we're also suing uh, the CEOs personally. And when I think uh, Zuckerberg has, I don't know, what, $130 billion, what's it take to punish him? Donald Trump would get some of that money if he win, correct? Sure. Every member of the class would get something. And how does that be, how is that divided? That's uh, the judge, uh, you, you come up with plans and the judge approves them. So it's, it's done with judge approval, court approval. Right. All right. Well, I hope you'll keep us posted, John. It's a fascinating case. I think it's one of the most important legal cases in American history. And that's not a hyperbola. But I also think that the network news and much of the cable news will black it out. They won't follow the case. And as you said, every time they mention it, they go, oh, he doesn't have a chance. Because they don't really care anymore about being accurate or giving anybody a fair shot. Um, at the end, yes, you'll get coverage. But from now until a year from now, two years from now, I think you're not going to get a lot of news coverage on this. Probably not. My last word. All right. John, thanks for... Uh, Helping us out. We'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Okay, thank you. So that was interesting, I thought. Um, bring you up to speed. And again, the reason that you watch me and listen to me um, and take the time to become BillOReilly.com premium members and watch the first TV, listen to WABC, is because we are telling you things you're not going to hear anywhere else. You're not going to hear that anywhere else. And now you are up to speed. You know where we are as far as this very historic lawsuit, because this could crack the entire social media apparatus. And then the doors open for more freedom of expression. And the Congress would have to get involved and make new laws. So the Supreme Court would throw out the protections that the social media companies have now. They'd have to throw them out. So that's why this is so important. And I'm glad you're with us to see it. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. 
COVID hysteria. All right, Kamala Harris leading the crew. CDC says now if you live in a COVID-infested area, even though you're vaxxed, you might want to wear a mask if you go inside. That's not outrageous. If my neighborhood had, you know, 100, 200 COVID cases and I was going inside, I'd wear the mask. But my neighborhood doesn't, thank God. So it's an advisory. But immediately after the advisory, the vice president puts the mask on. I mean, it was like 10 seconds. And not only that, she orders all the reporters uh, recovering her to put the masks on. This is called virtue signaling. Totally unnecessary. The reporters are vaxxed. <laughs> She's vaxxed. But she got that mask on. Oh, yeah, can't get it on fast enough. Because this is what the left wants. The strong central government telling Americans what they can and can't do. Not only in covid but in everything. That's what this is all about. Now, the White House Correspondents Association told members they must wear masks again inside the White House, even though everybody inside the White House is vaxxed, even though they've all been vaxxed. <laughs> so, you get it. Yeah, I know you get it. I know you get it, what's going on there. All right, Tokyo. Now, this is a disaster over there. Today, 3,000, more than 3,000, new cases today because they're 14 hours ahead. So their day's over. Um, and the previous high was 2,500 cases. So now they're blasting through all their COVID records because only 26% of the Japanese population are vaxxed because they don't have the vax. You know, I wrote a column, uh, a message of the day yesterday. said, we're, no matter what you think about this COVID thing, we're lucky. We are lucky to live in America. We got the vaccine. President Trump's administration got it fast. Nobody else has it. In Britain, they have AstraZeneca, but they, they got big problems with that. Here, those of us who are vaxxed have a wall of protection. So anyway, is COVID hysteria once again. Now, over at the Olympics themselves, about 25 athletes of COVID. That's not that many because most of the athletes coming into the Olympics were vaccinated. So the USA is doing good, uh, 31, and it, it changes, you know, but they're ahead 31 uh, medals, China's got 27, Russia 23. Uh, congratulations to Katie Ledecky, an amazing athlete, uh, amazing swimmer. She won a gold uh, today. And, um, you know, she is really, something special. Erica Sullivan won silver uh, in an event today. And the women's swimming team is just magnificent. And, and no nonsense. We're not getting the nonsense. All right. And the gymnastic team, too. Uh, the women's gymnastics uh, for USA, just I, I'm going, how do they do it? And I feel sorry for uh, Simone Biles having her problems with Drew. Tremendous athlete, but pressure got to her, it looks like. You know, I feel bad for her. You train and train and train. You know, you want to walk away from the Olympics, number one, healthy, and number two, victorious. All right, let's get back here in Minneapolis. So this is unbelievable. Um, according to the city charter of Minneapolis, you've got to have 730 police officers. They got about 100 fewer than that in Minneapolis, because why would you want to be a Minneapolis cop? The mayor and city council hates you and wants to abolish the whole department. So why would you want to work there as a police officer? 
So they're quitting, retiring, disability, they're out of there. So they don't have any in close to 730. So now um, there's a court order um, in play, and the Supreme Court of Minnesota will have to rule whether the city has to have 730 officers. The city doesn't want it. They don't want it. They're happy. They don't have any police. Happy. They want a community police force. I don't know really what that is. Um, but I can tell you that Dirty Harry will not be on it. So Minneapolis, chaos. Los Angeles, chaos. So a guy named Miguel Penaloza, 36 years old, working at Rite Aid. Good guy. Everybody says. All right. Honest guy, working hard, trying to support himself and his family. Guy comes into Rite Aid, starts to steal stuff. All right. He's got three people with him. They wind up murdering Miguel. They shoot him dead. Okay. Now, they got these people. Thank God the cops actually got them. Um, but what will happen to them? It's L.A. The uh, district attorney in L.A. doesn't want to prosecute any crimes. I, they'll have to do this. But when you don't want to prosecute any crimes, you can have more criminals. Is that hard to figure that out? No, it's not. New York City, another disgraceful district attorney, Cy Vance, disgraceful. Okay? They're out of control crime all over. So I'm going to show you some video that's disturbing now. Uh, if you don't want to see it, now's the time to look away. You don't have to watch it. You can just listen to what I say. So a 61-year-old woman named Sylvia Fields uh, who uses a walker, was uh, on a street. She gets jumped and beaten to a pulp by thugs. This happened in Harlem. All right? So she's beaten up, and they steal her wallet, credit cards, and the walker. Look at these people. Look at these people. In broad daylight, in the middle of the street. This is a big street. Douglas Boulevard. They don't, they don't have any fear. Because they know Cuomo and Vance and de Blasio don't give a you-know-what. So, I go on WABC Radio, which carries this podcast. And I'm asked, how could anyone beat up an elderly woman with a walker. Here's what I said. Now, what drives people to assault an old lady and steal a walker? The one word that explains it is rage, R-A-G-E. So if you look at these criminals and you understand their mindset, they are all in a state of rage. For different reasons. Some of them were abused as child of children by their parents, by their own parents. They were beaten up. They were abandoned. They uh, have never had anything. They're deprived in all ways. Most of them are ill-educated, and they get in with other people who are as enraged as they are. It's like the rage club. And therefore, they can justify anything. By the fact that they don't care. I don't give an F. And that's what it's all about. Those people don't care if they hurt other 
people. And now they are allowed to roam around and hurt whoever they want with little or no punishment. That is the progressive left. That's who's doing it. So the following cities have been ruined, and I mean ruined, by progressive left leadership. Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Minneapolis, Chicago, New York City, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, and Atlanta. And there are others. But those cities are now almost beyond repair because of progressive leadership. So if you are a progressive, that is on your doorstep. New poll says that uh, the permissive progressive left governor Newsom in California may get booted. Uh, this is from the University of California, Berkeley. Uh, about 5,800 registered voters answered the poll. And uh, 47% say yes to the recall, 50% say no, that's within the margin of error. I think that Newsom's going to get booted. He's a horrendous governor. No doubt about it. Even if he survives, he's got to run again next year. He's done, I think. I hope. Study from Denmark uh, that pot is not, Ill, is not legal in Denmark. Denmark, they won't legalize pot. Why? Because they've studied it. And the uh, researchers have found that schizophrenia linked to marijuana use has exploded. So it's up to 8% of all those diagnosed with schizophrenia, which is a violent condition, okay, are uh, heavy cannabis users. Here you go. Got to have that pot, though. Got to have it. Got to legalize. Oh, yeah. This day in history, this is fascinating. July 28, 1996. Uh, let's go to Kennewick, Washington. The Kennewick man is discovered. Okay? So, there's his skull. Here's the story. So a bunch of kids were uh, hanging around the banks of the Columbia River, and they came across a skull. There it is. And authorities thought it was uh, a crime victim. And then they found a skeleton. And then they started to study it. And then they found out that the skull and the skeleton were 9,000 years old. 9,000 years. Okay? And here's what they found out about the 9,000-year-old man. He was five foot seven, between 160, 70 pounds, muscular, right-handed, and he died between the age of 40 and 55. His diet, because he had no cavities in his teeth, was primarily seafood and some vegetables. Didn't it, no cavities, because no sugar. He didn't eat any sugar. Now, where did he come from? Well, he was part of the Native American lineage. But get this. He came from an island south of New Zealand, which is almost in Antarctica, all the way up to Washington State 9,000 years ago. <laughs> That's some voyage. The Kennewick man discovered what was it, 26 years ago today? 25 years ago today. I think that's an amazing story. Uh, okay, got a good mail segment, and then um, a final thought that will definitely help your life. Right back.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. Let's go to the mail. Uh, Arthur House, Kittle Falls, Washington State. Why doesn't the CDC publish the numbers of people who have died from the vaccine? Because I don't know if there are any. Arthur, I haven't heard of any. Just get the vaccine and you die. If you know of anybody, please let me know. I'd be very interested in that story. Marcy R., Nashville, Tennessee, if someone is mandated by their employer to get the vaccine and as a result that person gets ill, does he have any, he or she have any action against the employer? Yeah, you could sue. I don't think you'd win, but you could. If you could prove that the vaccine made you ill. Tim McSherry, Manhattan Beach, California. Bill, you said the federal government would never force vaccinations. Tell that to VA employees. Come on, Tim. You're... Employees, employees. If you work for anybody, you are subject to what your employer tells you to do. And that doesn't change if you work for the federal or state governments or local government. But right now, okay, the government, federal government can't force you to take the vax. Maybe it will be challenged, but right now that's where it is. James, concierge member, having been in the Navy, I'm used to being vaccinated. I think everybody should realize this is for their own good. We are all in God's hands. Dean Winter, Mishawaka, Indiana. I noticed the Justice Department is sending groups of federal investigators to major cities to deal with the crime situation. Can they use RICO statutes? They don't have to use RICO statutes. Yeah, there are federal prosecutors in Chicago and other places, but that's not going to stop it. Street presence, police, National Guard will stop it. Not a bunch of lawyers coming in. Gary Thatcher, Defiance, Ohio. My problem with the Olympics is that these athletes are supposed to be representing their country. If he or she doesn't like their country, they shouldn't be there. All right, that makes sense to me. Go to another country you like and then be in the Olympics for them. Leon, seen at my local Applebee's, a sign. A fellow walked past my booth wearing a shirt with an American flag on the back. And the words, if you don't like this shirt, I'll help you pack on the back. That's a good shirt. Applebee's. Get the rips. Uh, Tanya, concierge member, I agree with you about the lady displaying obscene signs. The neighbors should not be subjected to that. However, in my neighborhood, I see signs all the time. They're not obscene, but they are insulting like Black Lives Matter. That's free speech. As long as it's not assaulting sensibilities, if it's political sign, 
that comes under freedom of expression. David, until I read Killing the Mob, I wasn't really aware of the historical corruption that has permeated so much of the Department of Justice and the FBI. Yeah. J. Edgar Hoover, a villain, killing a mob. Okay, so you get that free if you become a premium member on BillOReilly.com. Concierge members get all kinds of great stuff. Remember the Trump tour? Uh, four dates in December. We'll link you to the box office. Just go to BillOReilly.com. Word of the day, don't be verbose. Don't be verbose from writing to us. And back with a final thought that will help you, I promise, after these announcements. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, final thought of the day. We have a concierge member program on BillOReilly.com where you have direct access to me, private access by email. Okay, everything's private. And I've helped hundreds of people out. And I want to tell you that this is a great program. So I've got some letters by concierge members that I asked for last night. I'm going to read you a few. Thomas is in Texas. Bill O'Reilly told me to contact my congressman and United Airlines by certified letter to get a refund for a ticket that United altered but would only give me a flight credit. I was successful and got a refund of $2,000. So I walked uh, Thomas through how to do this, and he got two grand. That's a lot of concierge membership there, Thomas. Elmer's in Illinois, generous with his advice, Bill O'Reilly has helped me. When my mother was dying, with heartfelt words of compassion, he has helped me. When I was having a hard time dealing with a friend, and he saved that friendship. Yeah, I will give you straight-up advice, stuff that I would do. That's yeah. Deborah is in Pennsylvania, and Deborah says, Bill gave me advice when I was debating leaving the Catholic Church. He told me that the authorities in the church are not the theology, and I stayed Catholic. Mary in Florida. I am not only a concierge member, but a lifetime one. I wrote to Bill during a time of just feeling overwhelmed and asked how to deal with it. He calmed me down and kept me moving forward. My husband and I both like knowing Bill O'Reilly is just an email away. Okay, well, I appreciate that very much. Um, so I think that you should check this out. And, and it will give you a safety net for a very low price. And you get free everything. We make both premium membership and concierge membership very, very fiscally responsible. It's not going to strain you. But if you got a problem, can't give you medical advice, can't give you financial advice, but I can tell you what I would do. And I like helping out people, especially after all these years in journalism, I can do one-on-one -on -one now. So I hope you check out concierge membership. Now I'm going to take a couple of days off to jump in the ocean. I'll be back on Monday, but we'll have plenty of stuff, including a new column on BillOReilly.com. So I hope you check us out throughout the weekend. And thanks for watching this evening.